So I went to the new West Fest. Oh yeah, how was it? That was pretty good. It was a little hot, and it's it's that la- it's Sunday, and they were at that like five thirty to seven, where everyone is just like totally partied out, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of barely there. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you just, just go yourself, or did Sarah go, or? No, it was kind of fun. We the first time that Jude's been to kind of his real concert, first oh, cool. real concert. So yeah, we had some earmuffs for him, and nice. we were up there, and um, he lasted about five six songs. It was an hour and a half long set. Yeah, um, including the encore, they uh, did like an hour set and then came back and did like four or five more songs. It was the the Decemberists in the event that yes. makes it into the episode and <laughs> yeah, so we went know. and saw we went and saw the Decemberists, and really, I I, I thought their um, new songs played really well in yeah. concert. And I don't know, it just some of their old old songs that they played just sound a little hokey. Oh really? You know, just not as like I don't know. They 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 were so quirky on that first first one. Oh yeah. Um. So and they um. Shankill Butcher I think was the only thing they played off of Crane Wife. No. Oh really? Oh, o- o- Valencia is that on Crane Wife or is that on um, Castouts and Cutaways? I think it's the Cutaways one. Okay, that was like the big old one that they played. Okay. O- Valencia. So I thought I'd hear Perfect Crime. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe, uh, but that never came. It was too bad. It was good though, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was good. I don't. I mean, I don't know. They're not a band that I like. Super get up for in terms of like going to a concert. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, it's you know, it's that typical thirty-something arms folded. Kind of gently swaying your head, <laughs> you know. A few kids in those like slings uh, that they put kids in these days, like a, on, on the on the front of oh yeah. dad, yeah yeah, 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 just kind of bopping there with some muffs on. <laughs> so it was real like, oh, this is my crowd, and that kind of makes me sad, right? Kind of feeling. Yeah, I can <laughs> see know? that. That does sound a little depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, Jeremy must have just broken up with his high school girlfriend, because he's gone full emo. We're talking foxing next on The Radio Cure. (laughs) So you have your guy liner, you got your uh, nails done probably before... I was just going to say, it's too bad that this is an audio format because, <laughs> yes, I have a marine eyeliner and my nails are painted black. That is Maybe correct. A, a tight chain necklace. Mm-hmm. Maybe a chain around your wallet. Oh, uh-huh. absolutely. Big silver one. <laughs> uh, so um, this is your band, which is kind of the most interesting part of this because they are considered or at least were considered emo yes that is correct Uh, yeah so that's a big this is a big moment yeah it's a big it's a big breakthrough (laughs) uh, i feel like that we've had here but um before we get into this i I should address the elephant in the room i'm sure everyone is um just absolutely fuming from not getting a uh podcast last week Oh yeah, um, I've been I, I've been yelled at in the streets over this. I know. Please, please stop DMing us. I can't oh go God. anywhere. I'm gonna have to shut down my account for a little <laughs> while if you guys keep 
harassing me. <laughs> uh, no, but we landed a big interview with uh, Tacky Annie, a new, um, what do you call that? Dance pop, indie dance pop, yeah, churches-esque pop thing, yeah. Uh, duo outfit uh, out of Minneapolis. And um, we're going to do the uh, interview a couple weeks ago, and uh, they had to cancel and uh, reschedule for tomorrow. So we didn't end up releasing the podcast that we did on them because we wanted to add the uh, interview to that. So we're super excited, um, and uh, we'll talk to uh, Andrew, or I will talk to uh, Andrew and Rochelle uh, tomorrow, and that'll be out um, next week. So be looking for the Tacky Annie episode with interview. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, our second interview. Hope to get more of those. It's uh, it's fun to hear the voice behind the music. Always, they're going to obviously have a better grasp of it than we are. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, <laughs> one because they're not dumbasses, um, <laughs> and two because it's their act. It's their music. So. That sounds fun. I've, I'm excited for you to do this. You're going to have to uh, text me tomorrow. Tell me how it goes. I will. I will. And then you're just going to have to listen to it with everyone else. I know. It'll be the first the, episode I've yeah. ever listened to. Subscriber. <laughs> uh, for one week, at least. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll turn that shit back off. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Keep Immediately. Feed clean. Got to keep the feed clean. On you the got podcast. to. That podcast app is a mess on iPhones. <laughs> All right, so this week uh, it's Foxing, and I am super pumped because I like anything emo. Not quite sure if this album particularly qualifies overall as emo, but there are certainly emo songs on it. Yes, absolutely. And, and even the songs that you wouldn't consider overall emo, there are some elements in some of them that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is an emo band, even if it's just for a second. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have this from AV Club. I'll read it, and then we'll just get right into it. Uh, Foxing has always been ambitious. From its ornate music videos to the post-rock sprawl of 2015's Dealer, the band has never taken the direct route to anything. While Foxing was once pegged as an emo band, it always wanted to achieve more, and Near My God is proof of it. Opener Grand Paradise is more Prince than The Promise Ring. Don't you feel like the Promise Ring is the most egregious of all emo band names? Um, no, my least favorite emo band name is uh, "The World Is a Beautiful Place" and I am no longer afraid to die. Oh right, I that's there's not going to be anything that tops that for me. <laughs> no, but I under, I understand the sentiment. Yeah, Promise Ring's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> God, it's so desperate. Uh, with thunderous <laughs> electronic clap serving as the backbeat to Murphy's effects drenched voice. Uh, that was on Grand Paradise, if you missed the uh, follow-through there. Even when uh, Foxing plays the part of a rock band, the songs buck easy definition. Slapstick, Near My God, and Crown Candy are all expansive works that pull from post-rock, indie, soul, and electronic without feeling like some ham-fisted combination. Have you ever ham-fisted anything? I was trying to think of that. Not that I'm aware of. It certainly sounds like something I would have done, though. Yeah. Do you feel like there's ever a case where there's accidental ham fisting? Um, yeah. Now that, in the more literal sense, I, pro- I almost certainly have done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I'm sure I've hand-fisted something, but I can't think of it right now. Um, it's an impressive as it's a, as impressive as it is expansive. A perfect showcase for modern emo's elasticity. Elasticity. I really do feel because I mean, if emo can cover the hotel year, Manchester Orchestra, and Foxing, mm-hmm. that's pretty elastic. Yeah, big tent. It's a big old tent. A tent that I big usually tent. hate, but <laughs> I mean, Manchester Orchestra I was into as well. Not as much as this, but yeah, I just uh, tagged a Manchester or pegged Manchester Orchestra because of the um, the grandness. Uh, yes. it really feels a lot like. Feels a lot like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's, I feel like this is something we've been saying a lot, so I wanted to like avoid it, but there's not really any way to, because um, this band does pack a lot of different sounds in. <laughs> Where it, just like that article you're saying says, it's it's kind of hard to pin it down as any one thing. No, and I feel like you can pin down certain songs as having influences, but that's super typical of all the music uh, mm-hmm. that's being made in the indie kind of realm is that it it has some sort of overarching feeling to it that you could call is the band's feeling, but each song uh, takes on different eras um, and, and, and different kind of sounds uh, from the you know rock history annals. Yes, from the annals. From the annals. Had to get that in there. Going back to the annals. Now, I uh, learned something in another review that I didn't use here is that uh, Death Cab's Chris Walla and uh, Hopalong's Joe Reinhardt um, helped out with the um, producing and kind of adding of bells and whistles. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Things. Polishing it off, I think, is what one it said. You know, oh, okay. Kind of fine tuning it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there like, is there any one thing that you feel like you could compare this to if you were like trying to be very broad and you're boiling down of this? I have, I have one one band or one sound or, well, so my, I'll, I'll just say, lead me, lead me with this question. I will try to lead you here. The, and this is like very broad and far from like a perfect description, but the closest thing that this reminds me of is hail to the thief. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, AV club does that records in your life. And the first one was Radiohead. So, okay. Um, whoever wrote that article agrees with you. And not that it specifically sounds like it. There are a couple of moments where it does more specifically, but, um, just overall, this idea of like kind of a rock punk album, but with a lot mm-hmm. of electronic sounds, not like a rock mm-hmm. band making like a, an electronic dance record, but making like a punk album with electronics, I guess. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, and I can see the Hail to the Thief reference because that is, and we've talked about this, it's like it both can and can't be your favorite record yes um from radiohead it can be because you can pick whatever fucking record you want but it can't Mm -hmm. be because that's the wrong record to pick right exactly (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) and uh but what i love about hail to the thief is that it's almost eclectic radiohead um it's kind of um 
quoting from all the sounds that came before that mm-hmm. because little did we know in rainbows it was going to be some sort of turn into like the modern yes. radiohead sound for sure yeah right and so uh, i i've always felt like that um I could do the same thing with Radiohead's Hail to the Thief just within Radiohead itself. And right. say, oh, Mac- Maximatosis, That's, uh, that kind of sounds like a Kid A song. Uh, yeah. You know, or the gloaming sounds like it's off of Amnesiac, but mm-hmm. two plus two equals five. Um, I don't know, m- might be on, or 15 step actually probably would be the one that would be on OK Computer. So, you know, you could just kind of like, um, pick out different sounds and be like, oh yeah, that's there's guitars there. Oh, there's electronics there. Oh, there's yeah, exactly. Things, you know? And and the and the way I most relate it to this one is it's it's there's a a punk spirit to the whole thing, which you don't often hear with largely electronic albums. No, absolutely. It's it has that. Um, I mean, and that's maybe like the emo, kind of verging onto onto punk here too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a very fine line that, especially with this album, can be pretty hard to differentiate between. I think. Yeah, for sure. And maybe some of the bands that I um, thought of that maybe. I heard in some places, but definitely not in others. Was uh, TV on the radio? Yeah, heard, me too. Especially with definitely. that Grand Paradise, that opener. Yes, um, very. His voice TV sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in some places, and um, I I felt like a '90s like Portishead kind of stuff yeah. going on. But then I also heard like real kind of um, kind of found sounds and kind of crazy things going on. Like it's in uh, Grizzly Bear. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and then, of course, Manchester Orchestra. I even heard a little Killers in there, so it, it does kind of bounce around. Um, I feel there's there's like a math rock element to it as well, mm-hmm. which I feel like I bring up now a lot now that I learned what math rock is like a month ago. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, one of them called called them a math rock post rock emo band. And okay, can we just call something like this art emo? Maybe. Math emo. <laughs> There's probably some sort of fun portmanteau we can come up with. I was trying to think of one, and then I just thought, you know what? It's enough already with the portmanteaus. It's enough. We're you know? done. <laughs> I just, I'm tired of trying to squish words together. <laughs> it is exhausting. <laughs> Mathemo. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Ma- Mamo. Mimo. Mimo. Yeah. That sounds like something else. It sounds like it has something to do with memes. Yeah. Well, and math has an A in it, too, so it'd be Mammo. I have, as a quick side note here, um, we have the Wikipedia page for post-rock up. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, one of the derivative forms of po- post-rock is black gaze. Black gaze. Is that like blackface? What do you think that is? I wonder. Or the opposite of blackface? Maybe. I don't know. I'll click on it after we're done recording. I'll, I'll update. Yeah, you. black gaze feels bad to me. That's a that doesn't. I know that seems mouth, problematic, mouth right? Yeah, I don't like the way that sounds. Tap tap is one of the stylistic origins of post rock. Interesting, but like anyway, I, wait, well, tap shoes. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have guessed. No, neither would I. I've never seen a tapping post rock band. No. 
<laughs> they could be cool though. Okay, so uh, we started with uh, Slapstick, although I do think Grand Paradise is uh, a great sounding song to get into it. Um, yeah, this for one sure. has a Slapstick has a nice um, kind of soul groove, like they were saying. There's some soul pieces to that, and it, it really sounded kind of like um, a local natives song yeah, yeah, at yeah. first, like real high pitched voices, clamoring things in the background that don't <laughs> completely fit together totally. And then it has that it has a big emo turn where the hooks yeah. build and to this like grand shift to something like real anthemic and emo. I know they, it it like starts out like just sounding so just quintessentially indie. Like local natives yeah. is a good example. Um, also remind me a little bit of TV on the radio again. Uh, Didn't not it? As, yeah, not as much as the first track, but it's definitely the first in track there. was was very TV on the radio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that takes that emo turn that, God, normally I wouldn't be into, but it just somehow works in this context for me, like so well. It's a little more unexpected, even though you know they're an emo band because of what's come before. You're not completely expecting it, you know. If this was a Hotel Year song, you'd be like, "All right, where's the wall of, you know, A chords, uh, yeah, or, or C chords that I'm, that are coming up here?" <laughs> yeah, or you're just gonna scream your lungs out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it kind of does scream his lungs out for a second there, but there's just like. S- so much other cool shit going on musically that I was like, it oh, this fucking works. Skosh of Screamo. Skosh of Screamo. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear those horns on the back? That kind of sounded yeah. like a little death cab move to me. I was like, oh, oh totally. I, I feel like they there was some stuff added to the end there by Dishwalla. Nope, Chris Walla. Dish- I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I think Dishwalla all the time. I was like, did 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 nobody from Dishwalla? I don't know. It, how did Krishwala and Dishwala? Never mind. I just don't understand it. I'm just counting blue cars over here. <laughs> but this one, so, so I listened to the album because I was seeing things on Twitter and stuff, being like, "This shit's really good." And I was like, "Oh, what's this band?" And then I read about them a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, god damn it! It's another indie band that people are into, and I'm gonna hate it." And I was like, "But I will listen anyway." And indie or emo. Emo. You said indie. Okay. Sorry, that's what I meant. I was gonna say we're an indie. Music <laughs> I forgot. Podcast. I forgot for Damn. a second. My, <laughs> my whole life is a lie. <laughs> but uh, as much as I like the first song, song uh, slapstick is like where I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I am all in. I am very prepared mm-hmm. now to hear the rest of this. I'm very excited. We get two good songs off the off the bat. That that really does a lot for your empathy for the the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So you you picked uh, is it Lich Prince? Lich Prince. Do you know what a lich is? No, I thought maybe it was a lick too because sometimes that's hard. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like, well, did you hear that they um, did "Near My God"? I think it was "Near My God." I can't remember which one in six different languages. Oh, I read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I so don't remember which song it was, other but, languages. but yeah, they did that. But like Lichtenstein instead of Lichtenstein? Yeah, no, this is... That's what I was going for. The word is lich, and it's uh, and a lich is um, a, like... He's an, a lich. An, Burn so, him. <laughs> it's like an undead, not like a zombie, because it has, like, all its faculties, but it's like mm-hmm. an undead thing, usually created by a sorcerer, and it was, it like... Is a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Interesting. <laughs> Which still is, has all its faculties. What an emo move. Still has all its faculties. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is definitely an emo move to do a D&D reference. Right? <laughs> it's either that or a um, World of Warcraft reference, which either way, that doesn't make a difference. Oh, yeah. Don't they have one called GameStick? <laughs> uh, Game Shark. GameStop. GameStop. Game Shark. GameStop. Game Shark. Yeah. <laughs> The competitor to GameStop. Well, Game Shark was actually something else, but I feel like we've deviated too far at this <laughs> point already. <laughs> so, uh, Lich Prince, this is the one where I really fell in love uh, with his voice. Yes. I just, I cannot quite pin it down. It, in this one, it has that just like whiny, great sounding, desperate emo, but also mm-hmm. kind of like 90s. Yeah. Um, you know, Radiohead kind of high pitch mm-hmm. uh, wine to it. I don't know. I just, I mean, in some places it definitely sounds like the TV on the radio. And in one place it sounds like Matt Berninger. And yes, but this is his normal voice and I just cannot place it. thoughts uh, i don't i know i <laughs> i wish i would have written this down but a couple of days ago when i was listening to this i was like incredibly stoned and it was the middle of the night so this may be incorrect <laughs> but there was a moment where i was like oh my god the way he just said that sounded like adam duritz from counting crows <laughs> <laughs> it's in there somewhere i swear to god round here <laughs> we all look the same <laughs> I can hear that a little bit. Yeah, right? It was just the way Dirt, he like, said a certain dirty. word. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, one flaction. <laughs> uh, but this one is, is grungier. It has it. You, you get the feeling that there's some really good lyrics in here. I was just so overwhelmed mm-hmm. by everything that's going on that I, I couldn't. I mean, in Slapstick, um, headed for a bad Coke. That's a, that's a great little line. But you get the yeah. feeling that there's some like really intense uh, lyrics here. I've been trying... I've uh, been thinking of new ways to take old drugs. I love that one. I yeah. love we, that line too. I have that one written reference. down as well. Yeah, <laughs> love a drug reference. Yeah, but it's a li- it's a little grungier, less like cleaned up like Manchester Orchestra, like the slapstick was, and um, and then there's just a face meller out of nowhere. I love that, and it's and it's and it's. A very specific type of face melter, I, I mm-hmm. felt anyway, where, where, where it's like that classic example of like of like a, a satanic guitar solo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> where it's 
like, like there'd be like some type situation mythology behind this where someone sold their soul or whatever God, almost in like a Led Zeppelin sort of way it's like very metal yes yeah it does have that and 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 um back in my real big emo day there is kind of a distinction to screamo that verges on metal yes because they're screaming almost like those you know deaf heaven or you know any of those old guys that were just like uh, I don't know about that. It's a little too not singing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and there's like one point where you hear a little bit of a scream, and I like a little scream. It's just I screaming do all the time is, is too much. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I mean, we have discussed it before. I don't know if we have on the show, but I like I loved it when Matt Berninger used to scream in the National. I miss screaming Matt Berninger, but that's always I because do. it was like very sparingly used. It was, and there's a little tongue in cheek to it that they're like, yes. <laughs> they're they're such a sad sack band, and then they're like, no, no, no we're punk rock still a little bit. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> it kind of has that little feel to it. Um, and then, and this is probably some of the production that was helped out by Chris Wall and, and Joe Reinhardt, and um, and I know they've always been a kind of expansive. I've not listened to their old stuff, but I got the sense that they're expansive. But it comes back. Um, into like this sexy Portishead '90s plays mm-hmm. uh, from the Face Melter, and that's 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 something that I really love is when you you have a little bit of a come down within the song. I liked it too because I expected it to just end on this huge burst of mm-hmm. evil energy. <laughs> yeah, metalgasm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, then, and but then it like eases you out. Very nice. Uh, I, the vocals are really pretty, like throughout the song, even when he's screaming. I think. Yeah, he's got a great voice. He's got a great emo voice, and um, that's that's hard to do because mm-hmm. uh, it's not always um, easy to hit all of those kind of whiny, screamy notes. I'm um, contemplating seeing them in Globe Hall. That might be yeah. a, an experience. That's a very tiny venue. <sighs> I know. They're coming. They're playing a pretty small place here too, and I'm like, is is it gonna be like, am I going to an emo concert? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. what? I know. What's that scene look like? There's got to be some more hipster indie guys that go to that too. I would assume so. The bands opening for them here are. I don't. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I am not. Uh, it's Rat Boys and Kississippi. Do you know either of no, them? No, I've not heard of okay. uh, not heard of the Rap Boys or Kississippi. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll listen to them before I decide what I'm going to do. <laughs> Those are also the people opening for um, them here, too. Okay. So I bet you anything that that's going to be a raucous opener. Right? That's going to be more like punk emo. I know. Because I feel like sometimes when these bands go like big and grand and... And, and and really go pet sounds on the whole thing. <laughs> uh, sometimes they re-legitimize themselves by having like super like underground punk emo acts in front of them. Like, see, we're yeah. still hip to the scene. We haven't like just gone all, you know, Brian Wilson on this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still as much as I fucking love this album, I still don't know if I'm going to go or not. Because I don't I don't want to go to an emo show. I don't want to spend my money on that. I do not want to go to ours is only seventeen dollars. So I mean, really, can you go wrong? I mean, yeah, mine is, too. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
in classic emo fashion, it's also um, an um, 16 and up show. Oh, yeah. I think this one was, too. Which I, it seems Emo's for the kids. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, stupid kids. <laughs> <laughs> Even Grizzly Bear Emo. Um, so, Near My God. This is the title track, of course. And it sounds most like what I would call like that Manchester Orchestra mm-hmm. emo. Like emo pop, grand, very complex, big, but still desperate. Does anyone it's want so, me at all? It's so desperate. If yeah. I had read the lyrics to this before uh, hearing it and someone was like, yeah, this is an emo band, I'd be like, get this shit away from me. I do not yeah. want to hear this. Does anyone want me at all? <laughs> I, I still maintain I think there's some real complex uh, things going on in the lyrics um, no yeah, I think there are two. very emo uh, trope there um, the break is is the is the the emo trick and uh, this one has it to perfection um, much more of a wall of sound than you get in slapstick oh yeah everything about this song is just so huge some ways i think it's a little bit more restrained than maybe some of the songs before it like you don't get like a huge guitar solo or like a bunch of weird bleeps and bloops or anything uh i think it's a little bit more simplistic than the others i guess Mm -hmm. i said it does have that touch of uh praise and worship where he's Mm -hmm. singing near my god and does anyone want me at all there's like this desperate like god i need you to love me because i'm a piece of shit Republican yeah. <laughs> that can't be loved by anyone on this planet. So <laughs> I'm going to go on Sunday and find somebody to love me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. That was a little mean. Uh, a little. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of, uh, Jesus, mm. uh, did you hear the fuzzy recording of near my God to thee at the outro of game shark? Yes. Um, the nearer my God to thee, of course, being the old hymn. Super old. Um, um, all of this is probably kind of ref in some way. Yeah. I uh, The first time I listened, I did not notice it, and uh, but I then read that it was in there and went back and listened to it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I picked it up. I have, oh, good. I have a little, you know, I have a Christian dar, you know. Great. <laughs> It's you a catchy the term. Dar. <laughs> Christian Dar. Christ Dar. Christ Dar. Christ Dar is better. Oh, I'm back to the poor man knows. God damn it. Oh, yep. Just <laughs> when you think you're out. Pull you back in. Uh... Did you have anything to say? You, did you have anything to say on Game Shark? You were... Oh, that... <laughs> I originally wanted gotta... that to be one of the songs we talked about because... Mm-hmm. It's insane. It is an insane song. 
like super like gothic in a way, but there's a billion things going on. I think it's probably the best example of what I understand to be math rock on this album. Mm. Right. A little but more ham fisted. It's a little, it, yeah, it might be a little ham fisted. Scosh ham fisted. It's just a scosh. I like it a lot, but it is so fucking weird. And it just, it seems like they're just like, let's just try, try and see how many things we can cram into one song and see if we can do it. I feel like that's going to be my song at some point in time late at night when I'm stoned and drunk and yeah. should be in bed. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that's when that stuff that has a million things going on like hits you like you're Absolutely. on like an LSD or something. Well, yeah. And, that, and, and it, I mean, it hit me pretty hard the first time I listened because the first time I listened to this, I was up insanely late. Like Julie was hanging out with her sister all night. So I was just like here alone, left to my own devices, <laughs> which I never should be. And so I stayed Boy, up until somebody's like, got to look in after him. Yeah. I, I just stayed up to like six in the morning, just smoking a phenomenal amount of pot and drinking beer, listening to music. And this like nearly shattered my brain. Game shark did. So heartbeats. This one I think is uh, even Murphy himself in one of the reviews said that he thought that that was the best song that they ever wrote. Oh really? And I think if if this song is a shape of things to come, because there's a lot of like transitional emo stuff on here, still mm-hmm. emo, a little bit more of this like crazy psychedelic, um, more than emo thing that they're doing. Yeah. But uh, heartbeats, I feel like has everything that you would want in some sort of great concept album that they may be putting out next, you know? Yeah. 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 Now I, I, this song is pretty remarkable. Um, I, what is it? What is that uh, at the beginning there? Is that a waltz that's playing? Is that what a waltz is? Sounds like a waltz. It's a, it's a rock monoff. Oh, okay. It's a rock monoff sample. Uh, I don't know uh, what kind of, Movements. Yeah, perhaps you could waltz to that. I don't his know. Symphony or whatever, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I read. I read that. But I love how that goes into like idiotech. Yes. Get that out there. Yes. That's what I wanted to say. It's the idiot okay. tech beat. Well, that's, that's what I'm looking at in my note right now, too. <laughs> yeah. Totally idiot tech. It sounds great. I mean, super. Um, I mean, he's just like building a soundscape here, mm-hmm. which is totally Radiohead and uh, 
uh, totally something that I, I would be completely into if they just did all of this kind of stuff on their next record. Oh, absolutely. I'd be super into it. I mean, I love the other Eerie, stuff, too. Dancy, druggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just has that kind of um, dystopian feel that you get on, like, Kid A. Yeah, it's like... Danceable, but may- like maybe you're like dancing in hell or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nuclear fallout in some way. I like that little like bridge uh, before the end part. It's like very, it's like again very Radiohead when they're like being like very doomy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe yeah. hail to the thief or amnesiac, possibly. Yeah, very operatic uh, in that little break there. I, it, that's where I kind of heard Grizzly Bear, and then and mm. then the beat comes back in. Yeah, uh, and that, that's off. like the danciest moment I feel like yeah. in the whole album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a really great song, and it it both fits on this and also kind of uh, punches above the weight of the rest of the record in my mind. Mm. Yeah, it's. <sighs> It's a great fucking song. I don't think it's my favorite one, but I think it might be the most interesting, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm going with, is that if, if this is what the next record's going to be like, I think we'll love it even mm-hmm. more. And, of course, you always gravitate to those, those bigger, crazier songs um, that have a little more of a pop feel to them. Like, you know, I, I would probably definitely say either Slapstick or Near My God is, is my favorite just because uh-huh. it, it still has those emo feels uh, and hasn't completely gotten rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like, sure. It, like Heartbeats is how I feel about Heartbeats. Yeah, that makes sense. And then is Lambert the, Lambert's the Ender, right? Yeah, it is. This is nice because uh, his voice comes down about... 20 octaves. I know, it's like uh, the only time he sings this low on the whole album. Yeah, it's like the come down after the um, after the club frenzy. Um, or the, the kind of the big show, you know, and that we're just kind of smoking a cigarette and chilling here. And it, it, it Right off the bat, I had so many national thoughts. Real Sleep yeah. Well Beast era still, like mm-hmm. it's the older or like newer stuff. Um, but that lower register is a little less desperate. It's kind of an easier sung song. It's not really kind of flowing off like um, off the tongue like Matt Berry and Yeah, real eloquent. And I like that it, it does build to like kind of a lot of noise at one point, but it's still in like a very pretty way. Um, not just like a Absolutely. chaotic explosion like some of the other yeah. things on the album. 
That's my favorite kind of ender, the one that starts slow and then has kind of this grand lullaby at the end. And that's it. it um, I, that's where I heard the killers sound, and that's that's kind of um, that little more optimistic sound to something. I guess maybe is what I'm saying there with a the killer sound. It's not as dark or eerie. As yeah, it, it, it does sound uh, more optimistic. Certainly. Uh um, relative to uh, pretty much everything before it on the album. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to mention real quick, what is the uh, bastardized? Ba- uh, yeah, bastardized is pretty, bastardizer. Bastardizer, that's what it mm-hmm. is. I feel like it's the most directly emo song on here. Oh. And I think it's worth noting that I fucking love that song too. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I felt near to God, near my God, um, was super emo-y uh, for me. Yeah, no, but, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but I think all things considered, I just feel like musically and vocally, it's the most direct emo-sounding thing. Okay, yeah. Five Cups had another is another little bit lower song that has a little mm-hmm. bit of a more... Um, kind of slower feel to it. it. It had another Behringer kind of feeling to me too. Yeah. And that one goes on forever. I mean, in a good way, it's like yeah. nine minutes long, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, I think that there's going to be different phases of me liking this record. Yeah. I think I said this about the Lord here on too and, and multiple <laughs> other things, but you know, when you have a good record on your hands, uh, your favorite song keeps switching because you yes. just realize that there are just perfect songs for perfect times. And yeah, and I've already experienced that with this album in just the last mm. three days, so I feel like it's a That's really good nice. sign. Yeah, no, that that is a good sign. I mean, there's just certain context in which you can get songs, mm-hmm. and until you're in that context and listening to that song, you never get the gravity of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a stoner thing to say, but... Um, <laughs> They seem to be right there with me. There's quite a few drug references in this guy. I know. Which I, ah, we're both always suckers for those. Love drug mm-hmm. references. All the all the drugs are all for me. Is that <laughs> how it goes? Yeah, that's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that does it for us this time. Uh, check out Foxing near my god and tell us what you think by leaving us a review in itunes if you like your take we'll read it out on the show and as always follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website the till next time i've been nathan seal with me was jeremy cohen thanks for listening to the radio cure bye you know as i was reading that i realized i have not checked to see if you've gotten any more reviews you probably haven't, oh. but if yeah, you probably did. not. But I guess you should check if you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll check. I don't mind being disappointed <laughs> for a second. That's an admirable quality. <laughs>